The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Thank you for being here. Today, we have a special guest. Nancy Addison is in the house, and she's going to tell us her story. You know, it's another story of messed up health into vibrant health and changing the lives of thousands of people. Nancy, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I always love connecting with you. Yeah, so Nancy is actually from um, Organic Healthy Life. That's her company, Organic Healthy Life. Kind of says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> Isn't that what everybody wants? <laughs> I, I, you'd think so, but the results right now tell us otherwise. That's why we ha- we have we're crusaders out there trying to get this information out to people so they can get their life and their health back. Sorry. So, um, yeah, so. Nancy's, uh, you guys stick around to the end. She's got a a gift that she's going to give away at the end. You're going to want it. It's uh, it's some recipes, three recipes. You're going to want to get those. And today we're going to go into diabetes. We're going to go deep into diabetes and diet. And, um, you know, because it's like, it's killing people. I mean, it's a problem. Um, People, you know, I've got the National Diabetes Association have all these things. And, you know, what I've seen in my experience is that diabetes, kind of like heart disease, is a toothless tiger if people would really understand what's causing it. So, Nancy, why don't you um, just give us your backstory and just tell us how messed up you were (laughs) and uh, how you turned it around. And you're crazy because you were like, like, well, I guess a lot of us are this way, but you were being messed up at age two uh, Mm -hmm. with big, big pharma already. So tell us what happened. Yeah. I mean, that really changed my life. I was two and I I got a cold or I I got sick and my mom took me to my my pediatrician and he overdosed me with penicillin and I got worse and uh, she took me back and he gave me more and I ended up in the hospital and they told my parents I was not going to survive. And they ended up giving me multiple blood transfusions and bone marrow tests, uh, all without anesthetic. And I believe that um, that shocked my body and gave me scoliosis, the things they were doing on my spine. Uh, But also I've learned since then that the blood uh, transfusions, you absorb the DNA of all those people that you get. And so I was two years old and I was like getting all these strangers blood in my body. And uh, I did survive, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Uh, my dad told me that he learned to pray that night and uh, truly be- began believing with his whole heart in God. Uh, but um, I ended up with a severe case of acute anemia because of that. And because I was anemic, I was always craving food that would give me energy. So sugar became one of my foods of choice. And I grew up in the 60s, 50s and 60s, and there was a lot of processed foods, a lot of white refined foods, uh, you know, all these uh, empty sugar-filled 
children's cereals and things like that. And so I became pre, pre-diabetic in high school. And uh, at the same time, I was diagnosed with macular degeneration and told that I was going to go blind. And in high school? In high school. And so, you know, I don't think the doctors put those two together. I don't think they were communicating with each other. But a lot of diabetics end up blind. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I volunteered at the Lighthouse for the Blind for 15 years with people who had lost their vision, and most of them had done it through diabetes. So anyway, um, in high school, I got diagnosed. And so my doctor told my mother to have me uh, drink artificial sweetened sodas instead of regular Dr. Pepper. And uh, they switched me to pretty heavy meat-based diet because of my anemia. Genius. (laughs) And I was not getting better. (laughs) No. (laughs) You mean artificial sodas and chunks of meat didn't get you healthy? No, it was. How weird weird is that? You know, it was... uh, it was baffling to me because I was doing everything the doctor was telling me to do. And my mother was, you know, dutifully following what he said, trying right. to think she supported me. But uh, by college, uh, I moved to uh, London and I was in a dance company there. And, uh, you know, sugar-free Dr. Pepper was my food of choice and M&M's. And mm. uh, so by my late 20s, when I got married, I was uh, on all kinds of pharmaceuticals and I had acid reflux. I had carpal tunnel syndrome so bad I had to wear braces on my wrists and my eyesight was still going bad. Wow. How did you get somebody to marry you with that all that going on? <laughs> Is he blind? No clue there. <laughs> <laughs> must have been your spirit. Your, your good spirit must have gone in. But anyway... Um, I had two children back to back and um, my dad had had a heart attack when I was in college and he survived that. But when my son was born, he got diagnosed with cancer and he died when my son was one. Mm. And uh, at that same time, my, my own personal doctor died of cancer. And I'm looking at this whole big picture and I'm seeing my family dying of heart disease and cancer, my doctors dying. And here I was struggling with all this stuff. And all of us had been doing all the things the doctors had been telling us to do, but nobody's getting well. And so I just had that light bulb moment where I realized that this wasn't working and I was going to try a new program. And I had studied at Cordon Bleu in London when I was in college. And I'd also studied Chinese gastronomy. And I thought, you know, I know how to cook, but I don't know how to cook really healthily. Mm. And so I hired a new doctor and I told her I was my plan. I was going to use food as my medicine. And I wanted her to just take my blood once a year and tell me what it looked like. And I basically told that to my children's doctor as well. And she goes, you know, she told me, she said, I didn't take any nutrition in medical school. I don't know anything about it. And I'll try to support you as best I can. But, you know, you know, this is your your game. And I read an article about that time in Life magazine on the new corporate farming practices and how they were raising all these animals, giving them hormones to make them fatter faster. Right. And because they were raising them with no fresh air, no sunlight, no movement, no, no healthy environment, they were 
packing them full of antibiotics just to keep them alive long enough to kill them, right? And yeah. I'm an animal lover. In fact, I'm an international wildlife rehabilitator. And I saw these graphic pictures of how they were treating these animals. And I just was horrified. And so as I was deciding to use food as my medicine, at that time, I also decided to go vegetarian. <laughs> and so, uh, so that's what I did. I just turned to my husband and I said, we're going vegetarian and I'm going to raise the kids this way. And uh, he was an environmental trial lawyer. And so I was learning about the toxic herbicides and pesticides and the genetically modified foods and how the flowers have no nectar. And so all the bees were dying from starvation. And so we started an organic garden and I went organic. And this was way before there was a whole foods market or anything like right. that. And uh, over the next few years, my doctor was just, uh, you know, amazed because all of the things I had been struggling with just vanished uh, when I started eating an organic plant-based diet. And I just kept going. And uh, she actually started sending me clients for nutritional counseling before I even had any credentials. But she knew I had figured this out because she was seeing everything about me, um, just reverse itself. And I had yeah. lost the weight from the two pregnancies back to back without even trying. And my pediatrician looked at me one day and said, you have the healthiest kids I have ever seen. And I was like, okay, I think I'm on the right path. And yeah. so I've just continued on that path. And now I'm 66 and, uh, I think I feel as good or better than I felt most of my life. And uh, I've been doing this now for about 35 years. And um, and so then after uh, my kids were in college, I decided that I was going to start sharing this information with people. And I knew I needed credentials. So I went and studied plant-based nutrition at Cornell with T. Colin Campbell and Dr. Esselstein. And I got a awesome. health counseling degree from Columbia. And Frequently, I would be listening to these teachers and I realized I knew more than they did about mm -hmm. nutrition. I had been researching this before they were computers and I had just been pouring through information that I could get my hands on. And um, so anyway, I started to write books. And, and so I wrote How to Be a Healthy Vegetarian, which is now in its second edition and it's indexed. And uh, I started teaching medical professionals because doctors started coming to my cooking classes and webinars and bringing their whole families. And they were even driving in from out of state to spend a weekend and, and uh, learn this information. And I forgot to turn off my phone, excuse me. And um, so anyway, I just, I realized that um, this is something that is helpful to people. And since I, had you know reversed my pre-diabetes I'd never had full-blown diabetes uh, I realized I knew a lot about this and a good friend of mine is on a board of medical uh, Texas healthcare which owns a lot of hospitals in Texas and he said mm -hmm. you know diabetes has risen over 700 percent in the last 50 years this is one of our biggest problems and you really should write a book on diabetes and you know what people can do about it so that's when I wrote Diabetes in Your Diet, which is now, <laughs> I have it in large print as well, because I had people contacting me uh, with macular degeneration asking me about that. 
But this is a real problem with children because like children of color, um, diabetes has risen 200 percent for children between the age of 10 and 14. And uh, it's a little lower uh, people with lighter skin color. It was only 24 percent. But still, it's an alarming, alarming amount of people that have been diagnosed with this. And uh, when I was studying at Cornell, one of the things that was mentioned more times than, than I was aware of this, but Dr. Esselstein, who is from the Cleveland Heart Clinic, and Dr. T. Colin Campbell both stated uh, multiple times that it wasn't the disease that kills people, it was the pharmaceutical drugs that they were uh, prescribed, mm-hmm. and that these were had built-in side effects to them. And uh, as Dr. Bruce Lifton would say, there's no such thing as side effects. Nancy, they're direct effects. Do not kid yourself. And so it's like the drug Avandia that they give to a lot of diabetes these days. People who take that have a 43% higher chance of having heart disease and a 64% higher risk of dying of cardiovascular disease. And they still prove it and put it on the market. And so, you know, one of the things I've done is I've written this book that you know, basically outline some things that you can do for nutrition and lifestyle that can help, um, help reverse this. And it's a lot easier than people think. Yeah. Well, so, I hope that I hope we guys, for those of you listening, if you know anybody that's diabetic or pre-diabetic, please share this episode with them. Cause we're, this is going to, we're going to get into some pretty good stuff. I mean, we already are, but as you can see, again, it's like, you know, you got messed up at an early age and your amazing body kept you alive until you were able to basically figure it out yourself. You didn't go to medical school and do any of that stuff. You just, you just thought, I'm going to go back to nature. That's what you did. And, and then, you know, your doctor, your pediatrician said, your kids are the healthiest kids I've seen. Right. So you've been at this for 35 years. I know you have over like 40,000 listeners on your audience. You have a, where's your radio show at? It's uh, it's on iHeartRadio and yeah. it's it's called Organic Healthy Lifestyle uh, on that on that. Yeah, channel. guys, check it out. She's had me on there a couple times. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we got a good lot of good responses from the listeners and stuff. But you know, so a lot of people, over forty thousand people, are listening to this woman um, every week on that show, and she's been doing this for thirty five years. So she's built up a huge audience. Well, I've got some new numbers. It's gone up to 57,000 now. Oh my God. <laughs> well, congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. That's um, really good. You're changing. Think about that. Like, see, it's so exciting to me to think about this kind of stuff. I didn't realize how much of an impact we all make because we're all connected until one time I was like in a grocery store or something and I was talking to this lady and we just got talking and she's like, yeah, my daughter healed herself of breast cancer. And we just were talking about people. And I was like, well, how did she get this information? Because it sounded similar to what I was doing. And I hardly heard anybody doing this stuff. And and she's like, oh, this person, that person, that person. And boom, it was somebody who had actually attended one of my classes. It was like an aunt of hers had passed the information along to her. And then she went exploring and got going on her own. Never even talked to me. And that's why I was thinking, wow, I went to the Hippocrates Health Institute. Doctors Brian and Anna Maria Clement, um, the co-directors there taught me and then, you know, their wonderful staff taught me all this stuff. They learned a lot of this from Ann Wigmore, who healed herself of stage four colon cancer in her fifties. And she couldn't even speak English over here, hardly at all, uh, from Lithuania. And she learned it from the her surrogate grandma, 
who was the village doctor over in, Lith- in a small town in Lithuania. And it's just like, wow, like think about that, 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 that doctor in Lithuania and she to, to Anne, to the Clements, to all the way to this girl um, healing herself. So, wow. It's really important when you change yourself and you heal yourself, you just, you're just like throwing a pebble out into the, um, into the pond. It just keeps the ripples just keep happening. You just keep sending out these ripple effects. Your, 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 your show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, excuse me, every week going out there and then helping people, helping people, they get better and then their family sees it and they make changes. So what a wonderful, um, yeah. what a wonderful thing that you get to do. And I, I just want to acknowledge you for um, such a difference. You probably don't even have any idea. I mean, 50, 57,000 sounds like a lot, but I can guarantee it's way more people than that have been affected from, from your work that you've done over the last 35 years. So oh, um, thank you. The shows you were on are some of the more, most popular. <laughs> no, I'm on the same, you know, vibe as you. I'm really just trying, I'm just an average well, person. And I'm a big fan. <laughs> oh yeah. For those of you listening, she's showing the, the can of green 85 right now. So, you know, if Which I, I, I could, love, yeah, well, I we're going to take a quick break here, but um, I did have this guy, where was it? Um, oh, he, this guy texted me this morning and I forwarded it over. Oh, here it is. Hey man, I want to share with you what I, that I sent uh, my parents several jars of your green 85 juice formula for Christmas and they are in their early seventies. My dad's doctors uh, was pushing blood pressure and cholesterol meds on him for a while. And he just went in for a checkup and his blood pressure, cholesterol and sugar counts are the best they have ever been. No meds needed. Pretty awesome. And I called the guy up this morning just to chat with him. And he was, he's like, dude, I'm almost in tears. He goes, I, I have to get this information out to people, you know, about how easy it is. He's like, my mom and dad didn't change nothing. He's like, my dad is like eating hamburgers every day. Worst diet ever. And um, because the only thing he's changed, we started drinking those greens a couple times a day. That's it. Incredible. What the, the powerful antioxidant rich green food will do for the body. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So anyway, we'll take a quick break and we get back. We're going to get into some of the things to look out for in diabetes and uh, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm health coach Tim James from chemicalfreebody.com. We're offering you a great opportunity to try our health coaching for free. So click on the get offer button to book a free 30 minute health coaching call. Also, as a thank you for booking with us, I'm going to give you this uh, free copy of our gut detox guide for you to download. This is a $67 value. You're going to love it. We use it with all our coaching clients. I use it myself. So book your health coaching call right now and we'll talk to you soon. Health Heroes, Tim James here with Nancy Addison from Organic Healthy Life. Today we're talking about diabetes. Is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? Well, and then how do you, if you have it, how do you fix it? Is it, is it hard? Is it easy? What do we do here? So Nancy, why don't you share with us like some of the struggles that people have when they're diabetic? Well, I think right now, a lot of people have been at home a lot and they've been eating comfort food, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which are, you know, high carbohydrates. And a lot of times they're empty, empty calories and your body really reads that like sugar. And so Mm -hmm. diabetes is really a disorder of insulin and leptin 
signaling. And leptin is a hormone that your body makes. And it's a, a disorder that's caused by processed sugar and chemicals and processed foods. And so uh, the leptin hormone is produced in your fat cells and its primary function is regulating your appetite and your body weight. And it tells your brain when to eat and how much to eat and when to stop eating. And, and that's, you know, one of the big problems. And so uh, high fructose corn syrup is one of the biggest problems with people who are eating like processed foods or fast foods and um, different foods like carbohydrates or breads that probably have some high fructose corn syrup or um, something like that added to it are these chemicals. And they just, they trick your body into gaining weight and they give you insulin resistance. So hey, just a real know, think, quick, to, just to expand on that, like guys, high fructose corn syrup, where that stuff comes from, a lot of it grows in Iowa and these big mega crops. And if you and I, Nancy, were one of the listeners was, you know, we're sitting around a campfire in Iowa and we pull some corn off the cob, it's ripe, and we boil it and we put some, you know, whatever, put some vegan butter on it and a little Himalayan pink salt. And it's just delicious. Maybe some, some black pepper. And we take a bite into that sucker. We're going to, we can't even eat it. It's so, it's not like corn on the cob. Like you would think you can't even chew it. It's so hard. It's so dense. You can't do it. So they harvest this stuff. They send it to these processing plants and they process it with lots of chemicals and they, they extract and it ends up in this high fructose corn syrup, which is like a super sugar that is way overstimulating. And here's the sad thing. These high fructose corn syrup crops, okay, are literally bred with uh, herbicide, glyphosate. So they become, they're the Roundup resistant. So Roundup, the main ingredient, glyphosate inside of it, it's an herbicide to kill weeds. So there's no weeds around the corn or whatever plant they're trying to grow. So in a Petri dish, they injected with E. coli, um, these, um, this Roundup stuff in there, the glyphosate, and then it killed, 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 and boom, one of them lived. They take that one and they start making seeds with it. So now what they can do is they can spray this huge mega crop with Roundup with that glyphosate in it. And because it's internally bred into the corn, um, it doesn't kill the corn, but it kills everything else around it. And they just spray the crap out of these fields. So not only are you getting the things sprayed, but they're actually genetically made with it inside of it. So long story short, you end up with about 50% of high fructose corn, corn syrup by weight is glyphosate. And this is right off, right out of like MIT, Dr. Dr. Valerie Seneff. Um, Stephanie, Ste Seneff. Ste Stephanie Seneff. Yeah. I got to get her on my show. She's um, brilliant. She's awesome. And, um, you know, so it's like, think about that. Would you drink Roundup? I mean, think about it. Would you, would you take orange juice and pour yourself a half a glass of orange juice and pour the other half in there Roundup? So, but that's, what's in your ketchup. Like half of the, half of the high fructose corn syrup is glyphosate. So you're basically pour a little, would you pour a little, would you put a teaspoon of Roundup in your ketchup and shake it up? Well, it's, you've already done it you know, if it says high fructose corn syrup. So anyway, I just want to make that a big point because this is something people need to stay away from. Don't walk to the door, run and, and don't buy that stuff. So anyway, keep going. Cause oh, it's just, a I, big problem. I second that. And I, I think I'm going to expand on that just a little bit also, but glyphosate was originally patented as an antibiotic. So it kills all life. Mm. And it's a mineral chelator. So it strips the soil of, of very vital minerals and nutrients and things that we need in our food. So the food is basically you know, has, is void of fragile nutrients and 
Uh, it blocks the shikimate pathway, which are complex amino acids that reduce anxiety and depression. And um, so people who are depressed or have high anxiety, and I know a lot of people do these days, uh, it could be a result of this glyphosate. It also causes leaky gut and it escorts toxins through the blood-brain barrier. And she believes that it's connected with uh, autism and Alzheimer's. Uh, as well as the the other problems. And she also uh, says and from her studies that it is water soluble. And so she, her studies have shown it's now in our rainwater. Yeah, like so, 71 or 74% of rainwater has glyphosate in it. This is why we teach over here. And that's just one chemical out of the 100,000 guys. That's why your water has to be purified today, period. Like if you, if you have to purify your water, you can't get away from it. It's just, it's just so important to do that. You want to put in purified water that's free of these toxic chemicals into your body. Otherwise you're just shoving them in there and you can't see them, but they lead to things like diabetes. So, right. Anyway, so, so what are you, so some of the problems. Right. With diabetes, and then, like and then one, one more thing with this corn is um, they, they built a BT toxin into these genetically modified corns and the BT mm -hmm. toxin has been shown to actually eat holes in your stomach. And then also down in your intestinal tract, it will actually start making its own pesticide. So a lot of reasons to avoid non-organic corn or um, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great point. Great, <laughs> and it's a great takeaway because a lot of people aren't aware of it. Hopefully, for those listening to it, they're like, "Oh, if you haven't heard about this before, you're like, what? Oh my God!" And if you don't believe us, go do your go do your homework. Look this stuff up. You'll you'll see that it's true. Yeah. And all I know is like I got off all that crap. My gut healed up. I had leaky gut. You know, I had it. It's probably from out. We were spraying Roundup all over the farm. And I was like, oh, kill them weeds. You know, okay. Yeah. You know, I got it on my hands, whatever, right through my skin, into my body. Never even thought about it. Not even a clue. Dad said it was okay. It must be okay. Buy it at a store. Somebody's must be looking out for you. Who knows? So organic, healthy life. That's what we need. So some of the problems with diabetes that I know of is like neuropathy. You lose your fingers and hands and things get numb and you have to chop them off and you can go blind and, and um, it, it leads to other problems. So what are the, what are the big problems have you seen with diabetics? Well, I mean, I think um, they, they do, they get gout. Um, they, mm. they have terrible circulation and really the studies show that most diabetics don't even know they have it. And most of them die from a heart attack um, without even being diagnosed with it. Mm. So it's a, uh, you know, I just think, um, I think the blindness is one of the worst side effects of it. And, yeah. um, and that is just really sad, but, um, yeah, I, I do think it's easily reversible. Uh, there was a Dr. Anderson back in the nineties and, uh, T Colin Campbell, uh, taught about this and he did a really large study in a clinical setting, uh, for a month using 25, type one diabetics and 25 type two diabetics. And he put them all on the diabetic association diet for a week to kind of get a main baseline. Mm -hmm. And then he took them all and he put them all on a vegetarian diet for three weeks, not very long. And he didn't even really focus on the organic or the quality. He just put them on a vegetarian diet. And at the end of that three weeks, at the end of that month, they were really shocked to find that 40% of the type one diabetics, they didn't think it would do anything because those people, you know, their body has stopped making insulin, mm. but they, they were able after just that one month 
to lower their medications by 40%, all of them. So that's very telling. And then the type two diabetics who were on this vegetarian diet after this, you know, three weeks of being on a vegetarian diet, all but one were able to get off of all of their medication. The last one, the one that wasn't able to do it, he had been on 34 units of insulin a day when he started and he was down to only eight and he continued on that vegetarian diet and was uh, after about eight weeks off of all of his medications. But, you know, that study alone can show us that diet is a huge influence on diabetes and just cleaning up your diet and eating more vegetables. <laughs> what you it's just amazing. said, what you just said echoes exactly what Dr. Clement said in 2010 in a class to me and a bunch of other people, which is he said that type two diabetes is not a disease. It is a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. So, and he said, we've had thousands, you know, 600,000 people at the time come through our doors here at the Hippocrates health Institute. And everybody's had diabetes within three to four weeks seven out of 10 of them are completely off all meds. And then he said three out of 10 would have to take, still have to take an oral medication because they just damaged their liver too much. But this is just after three or four weeks, the body still, you know, the body, you stay on it, you know, it gives time your body can heal up even more. So again, diabetes, um, it's not a disease. It's a lifestyle choice. It really is. Yeah. What you choose to put in your mouth and, um, and then now having awareness of this other stuff too, like these other, you know, the chemical toxins from the air you're breathing, you know, I always tell people, make sure you're cracking your window at night, getting fresh air, air purification systems in your home, essential oils through diffusers, clean the air, you know, um, Himalayan salt lamps, you know, negative ion machines, whatever you can do to keep your air clean, get your water cleaned up, yeah. clean up your food. And you'd be sad. You'd be surprised. Your body will just naturally clean itself up, and your problems will start going away. It's really quite remarkable what our bodies can do when you give it the right tools. Yeah. So, I mean, you actually have a book about this. It's called Diabetes and Your Diet, right? So, it's actually really related, exactly to what we're talking about here. Where food is medicine. Let thy medicine be thy food. Um, you've obviously experienced diabetes at a young age. You've turned it around. You're 66. You're healthier than you've ever been. I haven't been to a medical doctor and, uh, for, for a checkup or anything in over 20 years because my doctor (laughs) retired and I I didn't have any reason to go because I never get sick anymore. So it's, um, you know, it's nice (laughs) to not even think about it. And, um, and really, you know, I was mentioning uh, leptin and um, insulin sensitivity, and, and both of those are are uh, important for reversing this condition. And exercise is really one of the fastest ways to lower your insulin and leptin resistance. So, you know, I think people have gotten too sedentary and they're, you know, indoors a lot and they're sitting at their computer or in front of the TV and they just are not exercising. And so, you know, that's a lifestyle. And, you know, even if, you know, when, when I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you know, if you just make it a very small change, if you're not used to exercising at all, you know, why don't you just decide for, you know, 17 days to just exercise, you know, walk for five minutes, you know, make it so small that you can't not do it. Mm-hmm. And after that 17 days, then, then try, you know, maybe walking 10 minutes every day. 
and just decide that you're going to do that. And if you actually do that before you have a meal in the morning, it will, it will stabilize your blood sugar and it helps your metabolism. And people who want to lose weight can actually lose a lot more weight if they exercise before they have breakfast. But I always recommend having a big glass of warm water first thing in the morning when you wake up, because, you know, like we were talking about, you were talking about the water, we're 66 to 72% water. That is a critical thing. And most disease or health problems are caused from chronic intercellular dehydration. And so if if people can have a big glass of water first thing in the morning that's structured and has minerals in it, uh, if you're purifying your water, you're taking all the bad stuff out, but you're taking all the good stuff out too. And you need those minerals in order to actually absorb the water. And so it's like we were talking about with the glyphosate being a mineral chelator. It takes out all the strips, all the minerals out of the food. So it's not in the food. And most people are mineral deficient. So, you know, like the Himalayan salt or the Redmond's brand or uh, one of these old mine salts that's free of pollution. And back when it had iron and iodine that supports your thyroid and other minerals in it that is not in present day uh, salt. Uh, if you add a little bit of that back to your water that's been purified and then stir it really fast in a circular motion till it creates a vortex that gives it back its structure and its minerals and you'll absorb that a whole lot better. That's Dr. Pollock's work from the University of Washington. But, you know, that's easy to do. And so I drink that first thing in the morning uh, every day and it's an old Ayurvedic program that that they use for healing but it helps hydrate you and the warmthness of it makes your blood flow better and uh, it also flushes toxins out of your organs that have built up overnight when you're sleeping because we detoxify overnight and so you know that's one of my favorite tips to give anybody and if you're having any kind of irregularity problems sometimes that can help alleviate that problem. Mm -hmm. And then walking gets your lymphatic system moving and it gets your blood flowing and it helps the lymphatic system doesn't have a heart to make it move. And so when you exercise, it gets your lymphatic system moving and that is what eliminates toxins from your body. So like the glyphosate, right? And Dr. Sinev taught me that if you can, because she's been on a few of my shows, I've learned a lot from her. But if you put a little bit of raw, unfiltered, unpasteurized apple cider vinegar in a little bit of water every day and drink that, that can help cleanse that glyphosate out of your liver. And uh, so that's a a really good thing to do. And then that apple cider vinegar also raises the pH and it's a probiotic because it's been fermented. You want to make sure you get an unpasteurized one that says it has the mother on it because it's going to have all that probiotic in it and it's also going to be healthier for you and more effective. Um, so anyway, and I think you can find that most places in the world. Yeah, I'm actually, I just took some notes because um, I think there's, I just got three big takeaways for anybody in general, but especially somebody who's diabetic. Um, when you think about it, you know, you brought up a big point. We, we, as a society, 95% of us are not drinking enough water. So we have this thing called cellular dehydration. This is the pandemic that we are really having right now is people just don't have enough water in their cells. Just not drinking water. Oh, I don't like water. What the hell are you talking about? What planet are you from? Like, you, you know, it's like, it doesn't even make sense. What that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. 
So um, eat uh, exercise before breakfast. So wake up in the morning, have water first thing. Because remember, guys, even at night, like just breathing at night, you're going to expel about a quart of water. Now think about it. If 95% of you listening, probably not my audience because we've been preaching, teaching water. Everybody here is probably drinking a lot of water, right? Drinking a lot of water. Hope so. Um, but if people are new and they're listening to this and they're not drinking enough water, you're already dehydrated. And then think about it at night, you expel another quart out roughly just breathing. And people like they can't be- wrap their head around that. Go pour a quart of water. It's a, lot, it's a lot of water. But on a cold day, when you breathe, you see all that moisture coming out. You just can't see it right now when it's not cold enough, but it's coming out like that all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And people like Nancy, I have shows and stuff. We talk a lot and we have to even put in more. We have to drink more water because we're expelling more through, um, through, through our mouth. So when you wake up in the morning, this is powerful medicine right here, a warm glass of water. You could put a teaspoon or so of apple cider vinegar in it, a little bit of salt, Himalayan salt, stir it up in that vortex and drink it. Okay. And if, if you need to, you can pour that water the night before and let it set out and get it room temperature, planning ahead, planning for your success, drink that glass of water and go move your body for one to five minutes, make it easy, you know, and it can be going for a walk. Like, like she said, don't make it in. I'm not going to go run a marathon. I'm going to go walk around the block. That's it. Or walk to the mailbox and back. Just the habits more important than the amount you'll see. Cause you're like, Oh, I'll just do a minute or two. And when you get out there and you get motion going, body in motion tends to stay in motion, you'll end up, maybe you do one or two or three minutes, but then the next day you might do five or 10 and then one or two or three. And then the next day you might do 20 because you feel good, right? But you're already out there and you're doing it. So wake up, hydrate and move your body, stabilize your blood sugar. And then you won't be so, you know, starving to death and then eating some, you know, some sugar yogurt or something that's going to mess you up even further. So anyway, I think those are some really good, um, awesome takeaways. So let's do this. We'll take another quick break. And when we get back, I want to ask you, Nancy, want to get into um, solutions. Like you had some good ones here, but we'll go through the solutions to die, to, to being a diabetic and maybe some, uh, some meal planning, like, and maybe a couple meals and stuff like that, that pe- people could implement. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself, and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical-free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. All right, health heroes. Tim James here, chemical-free health coach, health hero, here to um, share some good stuff with you. Today in the house, we've got Nancy Addison. And she is the founder of Organic Healthy Life. And we're talking about diabetes. So your backstory is awesome. Um, completely heal yourself. You had diabetes. You had a bunch of other problems. You're 66. You're healthier than you've ever been. So congratulations. That's awesome. We've, we've talked about some of the um, uh, things that people could, you know, some of the problems that people have when they have diabetes 
um, kind of how easy it is to turn it around. You started alluding to a few things. I broke them down last um, last segment about, you know, drinking the water, put some salt in it, structuring it, purifying it, putting a little raw apple cider vinegar in there, getting that, removing that glyphosate from the river, uh, river, the liver, your blood is your river. And, um, you know, and exercising, moving your body uh, before you eat to stabilize your blood sugar. But you, you brought something up on the break. Well, you were saying about um, we're so dehydrated. Some Here's a couple other things, guys, to avoid um, if you're diabetic or just, you know, not drinking enough water. Yeah, I mean, um, I think uh, going back to kind of the liquids, a lot of people who don't like water, they're drinking carbonated drinks or they may be drinking coffee and thinking they're hydrating because it's a liquid. But just because it's a liquid doesn't mean it's hydrating. Those are dehydrating. And so you have to make up for that. And like you mentioned, in the winter, you need to drink just as much in the winter as you do in the summer. <laughs> yep. and, and that's important. Um, and, and they're showing that people who are getting ill now from anything and dying are literally very dehydrated. They're finding that to be very true. And I think, you know, the type of, of liquid they're drinking can, can be a reason for that. And I was just going to show real quick, I have water bottles, uh, Dr. Pollock and Dr. Um, Missouri Moto proved that water has a memory and it was a structure. So I have like a water bottle friend gave me that has crystals in the bottom of it that structure that water and then i also have a tesla water bottle <laughs> oh, cool. that has all kinds of tesla stuff on it that structures my water as well and so you know there's all kinds of, of really interesting um, water bottles out there that are not plastic that you know i really believe in the glass having it in glass and because those plastics infuse your water and those disrupt your hormones. They're high uh, estrogen and they're particularly bad for men and little boys. So if you can, you know, purify your water at home and not buy those plastic water bottles. What a mess those things are too, you know, whether drinking Gatorade. I just did a show with somebody and I explained to him about Gatorade and the guy's like, um, I'm done drinking it and I'm going to get my son off of it immediately. Cause in sports, I mean, I used to drink the red Gatorades and the the green ones. Those are the two I like the lime and the, and the red flavor berry or whatever it was. But um, I didn't know that it was like acid, pure acid in my body, you know, and I didn't yeah. know there was glyphosate yeah. in it, you know, stuff like that. So, well, and also it's got potassium bromate in it, um, which a lot of people don't realize it's in a lot of uh, kind of citrusy kind of, of foods and things. Cause it, they add it to keep it from separating, mm -hmm. but it destroys your thyroid yeah. and your thyroid is critical for your overall health and uh, your metabolism and your weight and your sleep and your internal organs. So um, avoiding any of those processed drinks that have those chemicals in them, I think is really critical. And I think those chemicals are a big problem and a, a big reason that a lot of people have, um, have. Well, health I problems. agree. I totally agree. <laughs> and also when you're out walking, do not wear sunscreen. If you have on sunscreen, you cannot make vitamin D from the sunlight that hits your skin. And I've had Dr. Elizabeth Lord on my radio show quite a few times, and she has written quite a few books on how toxic sunscreen is and how she believes it actually causes skin cancer. And she says there is no safe sunscreen. And uh, back to Dr. Stephanie Sinek, her research on heart disease found that cholesterol partners up with vitamin D and sulfur compounds and heals your body. 
And that if you have a lack of that vitamin D from wearing sunscreen and you don't have enough sulfur compounds, which your, your body will actually make sulfates um, by using the Enos enzyme in your body when your sun hits your skin, uh, and it won't make vitamin D if you're wearing sunscreen. So uh, she believes that sunscreen is the base of, of many, many diseases. And uh, so I haven't worn it in probably decades. And oh. I'm 66 and I don't think it's hurt me. And I'm the only one in my family who's, who doesn't wear sunscreen. And I'm the only one that hasn't had skin cancer. So yeah, Dr. Clement talked about that again, too. He brought same. up, he said that skin cancer is not caused by the sun. He said skin cancer is caused from the toxic chemicals inside of your body that have bioaccumulated coming out and pushing out on the hot days on perspiration. And then those chemicals are in the water there on your skin. And then the UVA rays hit them and that's what causes the cancer. So it's not the sun directly. It's the UV rays hitting the toxic chemicals. That's why for people that have not been purifying themselves and cleaning themselves out with a clean diet and doing all the detox stuff and the songs and stuff like we have, you know, for the first two, three years, when you go out in the sun and you're sweating, you should jump in the water every 15 minutes and take those chemicals off of you. And yeah, don't put, don't put any sunscreens on because a lot of them have toxic chemicals. They're going to be right there on the skin and then the sun's going to hit them and it's going to cause cancer, skin cancer. So, um, you know, coconut oil, natural raw pressed, uh, cold, uh, cold pressed, um, virgin coconut oil is like a five SPF sunscreen. Yeah, that. there's, there's some out there. There's right. a couple of companies that have some natural ones, but um, I always just like to go back to nature, you know, you know, and like what you just brought up, I, I never thought about it blocking the vitamin D, which is huge. I yeah. Mean, and most people are vitamin D deficient and a lack of vitamin D is tied to over 27 types of cancer. Yeah. Well, that's why we, you know, like last year I decided because of COVID and everything, we had lots of vitamin D, we had the zinc, um, and we, excuse me, vitamin A from the green leafy vegetables and the zinc in our green 85 juice formula, we decided to add a thousand international units of, uh, vitamin D three per serving that are, you know, naturally occurring. It's, it's a problem. 70% of us have vitamin D deficiencies in North America and especially people with dark skin, you need even more, right? Yes. So, and older okay. people even need more. And they, mm -hmm. The FDA has wrong in information out there. They had a mathematical error. They're actually being sued by some universities, but you need at least six or 7,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. And it can only be made on skin that's exposed to the sun without the sunscreen. So when you go out for a walk, try going out for a walk in shorts or a t-shirt or somewhere you have more skin exposed. Yeah. And, and another thing I learned is wearing natural fiber clothing natural fibers the UV rays can penetrate, but if you're wearing polyesters and lycras and that kind of stuff and spandex, it's going to block the UVA, the UVB rays, and um, you won't be able to get your vitamin D. So natural fiber clothing, even in a snowstorm, you should be getting outside. I would for at least 30, 35 minutes a day um, to get, Hey puppy. This is pinky. Um, she's, six, <laughs> she's 16 and I, I give, she gets a lot of exercise and, and good, uh, food too. But um, also uh, these high antioxidant rich vegetables that have the, the color is the antioxidant and it's the pigment. Mm -hmm. And those provide natural uh, sunscreen ability to your body. So eating a diet high in like fresh carrots and fresh wheatgrass juice and things like that, uh, lycopene, you know, like fresh tomato sauces and things like that, you actually will be more protected from the sun than if you're, you know, eating something that's 
processed or, or are not rich in those antioxidants. And, and really most of the people today, and, and they're doing studies at some of these hospitals, but they're finding if they add an, antioxidant rich foods to these people's diet, it reduces the oxidative stress and they are getting well. And so um, I think this is a, a really important thing for people to do is just add more fresh fruits and vegetables to your diet that are in their whole real form and not uh, processed in, in any way. And, you know, like I juice every day and I was the, uh, the Dallas liaison for the Hippocrates Institute for many years. So, you know, I, I totally uh, agree with that program and uh, having these fresh vegetable juices on a daily basis. And I think they uh, can really help heal the body. And I think that is a critical part of uh, really healing yourself. And, you know, if you're worried about not liking the taste, uh, one of the things I've learned over the years is that your taste buds regenerate every two weeks. And so if you're trying something that you haven't had before, your taste buds are, are new to them. And so they haven't adjusted to that taste. But if you stick with it in two weeks, it, it will literally taste different to you than it did that first day that you had it. Yeah. Especially if it's something good, like like, you know, concentrated greens, cause they're going to start changing your taste buds. Another thing we recommend is tongue scrapers to help people scrape the tongue, get the tongue, you know, get all that funk and gunk and junk that's polluting in their tongue out. And you guys, if you don't have a tongue scraper and you get one, you'll, you'll be blown away. They're just a little metal deal with some like latex handle on them, the two sided little thing. Mm-hmm. And you just scrape your tongue with it. You do it every time you brush your teeth. And, um, you'll see this white, yellow, even brownish type garbage coming off of your tongue. It's quite shocking actually, (laughs) especially in the beginning. And I've, I've been doing this for years. I mean, I have, mine comes off now and it's just like, it's pretty clear and a little bit white, but I remember in the beginning, it was like some yellows and darker Browns and stuff in the beginning when I was first doing it, but I'm still pulling stuff out because, you know, I live in a polluted environment, even though I've cleaned it up the best I can at this point, I'm always looking to improve. Um, I try to eat as clean as I can, but you no, know, we're in it. We're just in a big polluted environment. So I've gotten rid of a lot of it, but still a little bit's coming in and that tongue scraper can help you change your taste. But so if something doesn't taste good to you, most likely you really need it. That's what I've learned, especially if it's something that's healthy. Um, but that's been, that's been my, uh, my experience with it. Yeah. And I use my tongue scraper and uh, like I was saying, overnight we detoxify and a lot of those toxins go into your mouth and that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, why it ends up in your tongue and, and things like that. And, and that's why a lot of your uh, supplements are so good for you is because you absorb it so quickly through the mu- mucous membranes in your mouth and it doesn't have to deal with the digestive system. So, you know, really brilliant supplements that you have. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Well, Hey, if, was there something, uh, let's do this. Why don't you just give your top one, two or three things that you would recommend somebody do? It could be a repeat of some of the stuff we shared. Somebody's got diabetes. What are the first three steps? Well, I would suggest, uh, number one, 
you know, try to eliminate processed foods from your diet and try to eat as organically as possible. And that would really even include processed meats. Uh, they've done studies that show just eliminating those from your diet can be enormous. And then make sure you're getting enough healthy fats every day, because a lot of people are not getting like their omega-3 fatty acids, which are fats we have to get in our diet from food. Our body won't make them. So things like cold press hemp seed or flaxseed oil that you know, can provide that. I make sure I get at least a teaspoon or two of those in my diet every day. And that will help give you energy and it will help make you not feel hungry. Uh, a, lot of times, a lot of times people think they're hungry, but they, they really are dehydrated or they're not getting enough healthy fat in their diet. And that gives you energy and it also supports your brain health. So avocados are one of the ideal types of, of healthy fats. And then I would also make sure you get enough of your just vitamin rich, uh, fresh, organic, you know, fruits and vegetables that are packed with, with uh, nutrients. And I think that is a key because you need that fiber. And the fiber is the prebiotic that your immune system uh, eats and, and dines on. And if you don't have that in your diet, if you aren't eating some of these things like broccoli or cauliflower, things that have these really tough fibers in them, then your immune system is basically starving to death. So, you know, you want to, you want to have things like uh, probiotic rich fermented foods. So something like sauerkraut would provide both of those things. If, if you have it in every culture in the world has some kind of probiotic rich fermented raw food that is available to them. And uh, so I would recommend adding that to the diet and then just make sure you're getting enough magnesium chloride. And I would get it from a mind twin. I would avoid the magnesium sulfates that are like um, Epsom salts. Those are all synthetic. Uh, so something uh, there's only three magnesium chloride mines in the in the world, but it's a water soluble mineral that can really help you uh, to, to function health better, uh, get better sleep, have reduced anxiety and better muscle tone. But the zinc and the chromium are also important. And those are all things that are destroyed by the glyphosate, that mm. Roundup Ready that's and everything. So I think, you know, just concentrating on doing those things and getting the vitamin D and the sunshine, I think, um, I know there's more than one or two things, but uh, <laughs> you're excited, <laughs> but I, this is my passion and I love it. And, and I think it's easier than people think. And uh, if you just start doing it a little bit uh, after a while, it becomes part of your lifestyle and you yeah. don't have to think about it anymore. So I think the takeaway would be just eliminate processed foods, get on organic non-processed foods and start there, drink a lot of water. And then if you forgot the rest of it, just listen to the episode again, or you guys can go check out uh, Nancy's show, Organic Healthy Lifestyle on iHeartRadio. And how would you like people to get in touch with you? So on my website, organichealthylife.com, they can see up in the banner there, I have a free grocery store shopping guide you can get if you sign up for my newsletter. And also I have the, at the very top, the link to my radio shows and, um, and uh, a lot of free information on my blog and my YouTube channel. And awesome. the, so, yeah, I would love to have um, y'all join me. And yeah. Cool. So w you have a gift for them too. So we're going to, in the show description, we're going to put a video link down for her. Uh, she has three smoothie recipes she wanted to share with you. And yes, it's okay. After you make that smoothie to spike it with green 85, that's totally fine. 
I know Nancy's yes. like, you're sold on it. That's good. You're... Oh yes. And I, I buy it for my kids and send it to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great stuff. I bet with all your background, you're probably like, it was probably refreshing to find somebody that had geeked out on that as much as you've <laughs> geeked out on other things. You know, it's once you start eating these things, your taste buds adapt to them and they are your favorite foods. And it's hard to go back to eating crummy food once you've learned what real quality tastes like. Absolutely. Well, Nancy, thanks for coming on the show today. And guys, again, check her out at organichealthylife.com. And her uh, her show is on iHeartRadio, Organic Healthy Lifestyle. She doesn't have 40,000 people listening to her. She's got 57,000. So that's pretty cool. She's been at it for a long time. Her heart's in it. Um and, and you can tell, and you have the results. I mean, you look great. How many 66 year olds can do what you can do? Probably not a whole lot, but with your effort, you're really making a difference to help more people look and feel like you do. So thanks, Nancy. And for those of you listening around the world, we really appreciate you. We want to thank you for, for listening, for leaving your comments and more importantly, for sharing these episodes and paying this forward because a lot of, a lot of it's just awareness. People just don't have the awareness and they don't have a toolkit Um, I was walking around with no awareness and no toolkit for 37 years, and I thought I was a pretty smart dude. So um, be the ripple effect, you know, take this, share it, get it out there, Um, go download those. We'll we'll put the link in, get the smoothie recipes, join her her newsletter if you'd like, and check her show out on iHeartRadio and just uh, share this stuff. We really appreciate you guys so much. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 